The Women in Agile podcast series amplifies the voices of outstanding women in the Agile community. We are dedicated to sharing the wisdom and inspiration our community has to offer by telling our stories, being thought leaders, and having open conversations with our allies. This series is brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. Thank you both for making some time to talk with us today. I appreciate it. Uh, just to get us started as part of this conversation, um, Mary, why don't you go first and let us know just a little bit about yourself and how did you discover Agile or maybe what started your Agile journey? Absolutely. So my name is Mary Bobbitt. I'm an Agile evangelist located in Michigan. I actually started out as a debate coach at a university and I was fascinated by argumentation and communication. Uh, when I transitioned to a company, I actually had the job of coordinating a certified Scrum Master training, and I was able to manage to sneak in the back and kind of get a seat for myself. And I remember looking at the uh, person who was facilitating it and thinking, I want to be that person when I grow up. And everything that this person said and talked about in terms of teams working together, in terms of process and coaching and understanding our values... Um, was really powerful to me. And that's really what started my Agile journey. And uh, uh, now I hope I get to be that as I grow up. That's awesome. Thank you, Mary. And then Sabine, what about you? Can you tell us a little about yourself and what started your Agile journey? Uh, well, hi, I'm uh, Sabine Khan, and I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, I work here as an Agile coach. So uh, I started off my career as a Java developer. And uh, I got lucky enough that in 2007, I got onto a team that was uh, transitioning into Agile. So the company was going through a transformation. Um, I got to start off as a development team member. And all of those issues that I saw where, you know, quality would be an issue or the fact of delivering on time would be an issue, all of a sudden those things were being resolved by Agile, right? It was idea of incremental development, making sure that you have continuous improvement and feedback from your customers. So um, within two years after doing that, I was like, well, I want to be looking from outside in and making sure that I can assist the teams. And so I moved on to being um, a scrum master and then six years later into coaching. And so that's been my journey. And it's been a good 11 years of, of, of that. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And you both were first time um, Agile 2019 attendees. And so I'm curious, and Sabine, I'll kind of continue with you. Uh, what sparked your interest in attending this year's conference? It was curiosity. So I have been a member online and I have seen a lot of the presentations. I wanted to kind of come in and experience it in person and um, Houston's a growing com agile community. So there it's, you don't find that many people that are sharing the same values as you yet. So we, we have just formed our Women in Agile chapter, which I'm a co-organizer of. Um, and we just formed our Agile Alliance um, chapter called Houston and Agile as well. But um, still the numbers are limited. So for me, it was like, I want to see what it's all about. I want to go here. And then once I found out that Lisa Atkins, Esther Derby, and Jeff Sutherland were going to be there, I was like, well, 
you know, I don't think I'm going to get that opportunity again. I need to go. <laughs> so that was it. Awesome. It sounds like a really good reason. And I love your framing of that in comparison to kind of where your local market is and its agile evolution as well. Mary, what was it uh, for the, about uh, this year's conference for you? It's similar to me in that I'm located near the metro Detroit area and Detroit has a um, kind of different history of how economics has grown and developed here. And we're really creating this groundswell of Agilists. There are lots of meetups that have popped up and a lot of conversations around it. And as I've been growing in my Agile career, I really wanted to, to go to a conference. And actually, as it happened, uh, Washington, D.C., or, or where the conference was held, was right near my parents. So I was able to go home and see them for the first time in a couple months and also continue to gain knowledge uh, and, and grow my skills. So for me, it was less work-oriented, I would say. I think it was important, but also the location definitely appealed to me. Well, and there's something interesting about often as someone that went to their first uh, Agile Alliance conference in 2013, there are aspects of going to the event every year that feel a little bit like a family reunion. So you got to establish a new sort of Agile family thing, as well as get to visit your own family. <laughs> I definitely felt that way. One of the most amazing parts about being at Agile 2019 is I can't tell you the amount of people who came up to me and just said hi, or sat down next to me, or uh, talked to me from Women in Agile to Agile 2019, or followed up and emailed me, hey, I met you. It was lovely to see you. Just the, the amount of community and family across the world was just incredible and just so very beautiful. And I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to connect with everyone I was able to. Yeah. So Sabine, was that a similar sort of first time experience for you or, or how would you describe that, that initial impression of looking back at the conference? I agree with Mary and I, I believe I met her first day too. Yeah. So um, she was one of the first people to say <laughs> hi to me. <laughs> so that was really nice. Um, no, that's the whole idea is that it is so overwhelming and it's scary. It is because there's all these people who are um, very intelligent on their own journeys and it's just, uh, but they're so open. They're just so nice. You know, they come up, they kind of speak up, they, they're high and they're willing to get into those deep conversations with you. And that, that's amazing because it's almost kind of like you can create an immediate coaching circle without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. So that was a great uh, way to experience That's it. That's really cool. It was fascinating how over the course of the conference, you were able to connect. And, and one of the best parts of going to an Agile conference or any Agile community is we spoke the same language. Like We could use terms like velocity, mental models, forcing functions, process and framework and methodology. And you knew what the other person was talking about. Like I was able to nerd out with so many people late nights discussing how do you measure a team's velocity in a way that actually provides help, right? It was just fascinating. That's really cool. So with that, like I know for me, sometimes some of the best moments at the conference are actually not at the conference itself. They, they're those evening conversations um, in the hallway or at the bar or over dinner, or maybe they're just hallway conversations that end up happening between sessions. Um, what were some of those special moments for each of you? So 
for me, I believe one of the most special moments that I had was uh, when we had after the diversity inclusion exercise that we had. And when we got into it, the table that I was sitting on and the group of people I was collaborating with after the exercise, um, we got together and actually started to talk about the impact, right? Um, how the industry and the work is changing and even agile allows us to actually include more people and the way it's diversifying here, especially um, in this particular year, uh, some people were mentioning that it's a lot different and uh, that's a big change to see for me to come in and see like a woman in agile were to, I see so many different people. Uh, that was a big thing. So the conversations afterwards were so many experiences that you actually witness uh, about where they are on their journey. Um, I think some of the shocking ones I had was after audacious salons that I got out and those conversations were so heart-wrenching sometimes that you, you had to sit down with people and just have a talk. Yeah, I heard lots of great things about the audacious salons. I wish I, I had been able to go to one, to be honest. <laughs> Yes, I, I believe the audacious salons that I attended, I mean, one was with Lisa Atkins and Annette Coetzee and the other one with Caitlin Walker and both of them. I had never sat through a session like that in my life. And for some odd reason, it was just one of those things that everything I was feeling, apparently everybody else has the same feelings. <laughs> and it is, it is really quite something to get along with these people who have the similar sort of struggles, but just shaped differently. It was a very, very open session. That's a really powerful message to our organizations and to Agile in general, because so often we say, you know, we're unique. No one has ever faced this situation. No one feels the way I do. No one sees the pros and cons of this. No one understands. And going to Agile 2019, our context may be different, but our problems are so similar. Our opportunities, our wins are so similar. And just being able to, I sat at one of the, the restaurants in the main hotel till probably 2 a.m. talking to a scrum master about how to measure agile transformations. I talked to many people across the, the conference about it, and it was really interesting to see, yes, you get it. You see where I'm coming from. Let's work together. Let's talk about this. And it was really moving in some ways. Yeah. And um, it's interesting that, you know, you're referring to audacious salon sessions. You're talking about the hallway conversations. Um, what were maybe some of the other sessions that you went to that were just, oh, that really, that was a home run? There were two I can think of off the top of my head that really spoke to me. One, an agile coach, actually from the Detroit area. I knew him before um, coming to the conference. He is doing this experimental session in a variety of places called A World Without Hierarchy. And you can actually access it online and run it yourself. But basically, he sits you down. You all operate as a company. He sends you an email from your CEO that says there are no more leaders, no more managers, no more bosses. You are the steering committee to figure out how this company is going to work. Go. And it that sounds cool. And it was really incredible, the types of conversations that. It was, it was awesome. I think it's at a worldofhierarchy.com and he actually provides all of the artifacts so you can run it yourself and do experiments about how would you do this. The other talk that really spoke to me was a talk on um, metrics. Um, 
and I forget the name of it, but there were just some amazing discussions about brain science and how we interpret information, how we look to um, understand how metrics have impact on behavior change. And they gave a lot of quotes that I really loved. Like one was, don't measure something you're not willing to change. And so there was just a lot of powerful moments. Um, all of the I needed to hear that today, by the way. Don't measure something you're not willing to change. Maybe that tells me something about the fact if I get on my scale every day or not. I love <laughs> I mean, it's true. And, and even the, the two, the three speakers in that talk, actually, they did an activity with different metrics and they give us some questions to ask about metrics. Yeah. How would people gain this metric is like a great question to ask. Yeah. Will this change behavior in ways you like? And when will it change behaviors in ways you don't? Because it will have both implications. So it was really interesting because that was a big topic for me, metrics here. And I talked to a lot of people about it, if you can't tell, to hear some of the, the literal science behind how behavior is formed based on, on how we interpret information. That's great. Sabine, what about you? Were there any other sessions that were of particular note for you? Yes, there was. There were several, but the two I would like to notate is, um, so I, I work with leadership uh, teams uh, to figure out their transformations. And uh, one of the ones, it was by Mike Kottemeyer about agile transformations. And it was very important because it talked about that in a transformation, you should be focusing on the who, the what, the when, and the how irrespective of like what kind of scaling model you're going to use, if you're able to answer questions that are related to these things, you might be able to figure out exactly how you're supposed to have this transformation for your organization. So there were a lot of gaps with that that I, I just made immediate connections to that, oh, I don't think this was envisioned or this wasn't realized yet. So that really helped. Um, Another session I went into because, you know, right now, I think everybody has the issues of distributed teams and how do you interact and how do you work together? And it's about culture, right? How do you bring the agile culture? There was a gentleman speaking from South Korea. He came and he was talking about doing an agile transformation in South Korea and it was amazing to hear that because he's like, the moment we even decided to introduce the scrum master role, their thing was like, is this like a manager? Does he get to micromanage everything? Uh, being transparent, does that mean I'll have metrics to measure everything? And it was like, these are struggles you see sometimes when you're trying to launch distributed teams, but they're seeing the same struggle I'm seeing. So it was nice to see how they overcome their overcome in South Korea compared to how we deal with over here. And it's um, the gifts that you can get from that global collaboration and sharing of stories um, is, I think, really powerful and one of the great things about these Agile Alliance events every year because it really does pull from around the world. Yes. I was able to connect with coaches from Australia, South Africa, Germany, New Zealand, uh, Brazil. It was incredible, the international presence and the challenges we're all facing as the world becomes more globalized. And even when it's not, like we don't have distributed teams where I work, and yet I was able to connect with people who are having those same challenges that Sabine mentioned. And it was so interesting to see that this is really a global community with global problems and amazing experiments to try and solve them. 
That's great. So I want to pivot us to um, what it was like sort of as first-time attendees, right? You both mentioned the Women in Agile session. Um, with all of that in mind, as you sort of entered the uh, Agile community on its largest stage, um, if you want to think of it that way, what was your perception of the presence of women in our community at this event? They're very strong. I mean, it's, uh, I felt that um, the presence was much larger than I see it in an average workplace. So it was, it made me believe that with all these women here, we can actually make a difference in the industry, in the different various industries. That was a big thing for me to see. Um, it wasn't like I could say there were less women or I don't know exactly what the count was, but there were women everywhere and they were intelligent women, strong women who were talking about their struggles, not afraid to speak up and you know, working in uh, industries that are so like, you know, kind of like banking or healthcare or energy or anything like that, you see that the women um, are are they're underrepresented sometimes, and uh, but if these are the folks that are leading the agile movement, I think I think it just gives me confidence. That's great. It actually it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> hearing you say that. I think that's, that's awesome. Mary, what's your take? You know, I, I think I largely agree that it felt like women were not only empowered and not only part of the community, but also recognized, especially during the Women in Agile conference and the honest conversations that members of the Agile Alliance had about challenges they've had in the past, not only with diversity, but accountability and, and working through that and being transparent and having an awesome code of conduct that really speaks to not only how we interact, but how we expect people to be and to interact with others. That we, we expect curiosity, we expect respect, and that that was not, um, I personally did not see an instance of that being not followed, that it was really embraced with the people I was able to discuss. Of course, there could be things I am unaware of. I'm only one person in me. But I was so encouraged by the amount of openness to the point where one Agile coach who who is a guy, um, he was talking to me for hours about diversity of women in Agile and women in Scrum and women in technology and how we create spaces that are inclusive and how we, we understand how we interact together to, to create more open, communicative, and honest conversations. And I think that's what the Agile Manifesto speaks to. So it was really cool to see it wasn't just women talking about women's issues. It was how do we encourage honest dialogue about diversity and specifically gender diversity in an industry that has been historically dominated by men. And that was a really cool conversation to see actively happening by people participating at all levels of the conference. I think that's really great. As we go to wrap up today, um, in fact, before we move there, Mary, if you remember who that was, that'd be a great person to have on another podcast episode. Yeah, his name is Paul so, Tennis. Oh, Paul and I are great friends. Yes, so Paul and I spoke so it, for incredible hours at length great. about diversity and coaching. Great, 
great. So um, as we move to wrap up today, um, our recorded portion of this chat, I'm going to have a coughing fit for a second. Once, hold on. Goodness, the joys of a mute button. Um, okay. So as we look to wrap up, I do want to hear from both of you around uh, what advice you would have for first-timer attendees as we look towards Agile 2020. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. It's very intimidating to open up. It is. But everyone there is very accepting. You will not get judged um, everyone will listen to what you have to say and everyone's there for the same reason you are. Just do not be afraid to speak up and go to every single event. Attend it. Trust me, you'll enjoy yourself. Just go out there and uh, it, it'll, it helps. You don't even realize it, but every single event gives you so much depth, in-depth knowledge about being agile that it'll just help you. Yeah, I do think there's some... Um uh, unseen hands that sort of guide people to places that they need to be. You might not have designed that you were going to end up in some session or in some conversation at one of the events um, that maybe, you know, one of the breakfasts or lunch or even some of the afternoon things. Um, but you just find yourself sort of in the spot that you're meant to be in that moment and engaged in something that really does not only fuel you from a mental growth and, and stimulation perspective, but it's food for the soul as well. Definitely. So for me as a first time participant, if you were to go to Agile 2020 next year, which I hope whoever listens does, um, there are a couple pieces of advice. The first is true at every conference, be willing and able to speak first if you can. So this includes if you're going to breakfast, sit at a table with people you don't know and spark up a conversation. Don't be afraid to ask a question after a session and shake people's hands just to say, good job, you know. Um, say hi to people in the hallways, just like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's hang out. We'll figure it out together. Where's the coffee, right? Like, just being willing to take that first step tends to make people around you more comfortable with conversing with you, and you'll meet all sorts of amazing humans. The second piece of it. Yeah, it, it really is a powerful thing if you are able to. Now, some people are uncomfortable with engaging first. So so do what you can. Maybe sit towards the front. Maybe, you know, just be a little bit open. If you're on your phone and closed off, people may have trouble seeing that you're willing to connect. So, you know, take whatever steps you can to, to get to that place, um, even if you're an introvert. The second piece of advice I, I would give to, to people going to Agile 2020, and this is maybe a silly one, is be recognizable every day. So not in terms of you have to look exactly the same, but one of the things I found really valuable is I have a, a very particular work uniform, which involves poofy skirts. Um, and so everyone knew who I was wherever I went because I was wearing this pretty much the same outfit in a different pattern every day. And so it was easier because you're not going to remember people's names. You're only going to remember kind of what they look like. So introduce yourself a similar way. If you're wearing a badge, wear it the same way every day. Put a sticker on your badge to make it memorable. There was one guy who carried around an Elmo behind his badge, and that was a good conversation starter. So if you have something that will remind people who spoke to you who you are visibly, whether it's badge, bag, whatever, I, I think it's helpful. That's great. That's a really clever idea. And I think helps break the ice 
sometimes in those starter conversations. Um, so thank you both for, for those tidbits. Any final thoughts or comments that you want to share with people? I really think that the way Women in Agile has started and being a nonprofit and uh, the startups that I'm seeing as far as the Houston, uh, like Houston chapter and other city chapters opening up, I feel like um, that we're giving more voice to the Agile Alliance as well. And uh, I hope that that movement just continues to grow. I just, Absolutely. I just want to say thank you to the Women in Agile Conference for bringing in the keynote speaker they did. I have never been to a conference that has been willing to tackle the sometimes difficult topic of disability in the workplace and in conferences head on. The keynote speaker talked about um, clothes for people with limited mobility and being able to dress for people with disabilities. And it created some really powerful conversations, both with the organizers of the conference and in the conference itself. So I just want to say thank you for, for not just speaking um, just about Agile or just about diversity, but also bringing in um, disability because it is something that, that can impact any of us at any time. And it is so important to be able to understand and have those conversations around. So just, just a thank you. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And, and Stephanie Thomas did, she was a fantastic keynote, um, very inspirational. I think my favorite moment of that was when she had everyone in the room stand up and then almost immediately sit back down. And then it was, well, raise your hand if um, during that like three second period, you did anything to adjust your clothes. And I think every single hand went up in the room. Um, and she goes, and that is why, and that is how you know clothes are not desi designed for seated body types. And it's like, I just never thought about it. <laughs> that was really powerful for me because there was a time in my life where I was unable to get shirts on myself due to a shoulder injury. And I had a lot of trouble shopping for myself. And I had to rely on the kindness of people around me to do something as simple as button the top button. And the fact that we're having that conversation in a place like Agile, which is all about bringing people to the forefront, all about communication, all about supporting people to do the best work they possibly can. I think it was a really powerful recognition of people's challenges within their lives and how work can be fun and fulfilling in, even with those challenges. I thought it was a really great message and I'm so grateful I was able to hear it. Yeah, that's great. Well, Thank you both for being uh, part of the conversation. I really appreciate it. And um, the, you know, making time out of your schedules and, and offering this perspective. I know that others are going to find it insightful as they listen. And um, whether or not they're a first-time attendee next year, just having this perspective um, going into next year's event. Thanks for listening to this Women in Agile podcast episode. Find more inspiring conversations by visiting womeninagile.org slash podcast, checking out the podcast series on iTunes, or visiting your podcast application of choice. If you have an idea for a topic, speaker, or feedback on an episode, please reach out to us via email through podcast at womeninagile.org.